Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We ask and we say, uh, we ask and we say there is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. And we say there is no confusion in this atmosphere. And we say as we, as we start and we want to study your word this evening, we say our heart is filled with much love. Our heart is filled with your grace, with your wisdom to, to love people. To not walk in hatred and to to be so encapsulated with much of our realities in Christ, and we say there is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every heart is fixed on your love. Every mind is stable on your grace. We can build and comprehend the mysteries of Christ clearly in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Binding and losing. Somebody say binding and losing. Binding and losing. <laughs> binding and losing. You know, there are things to bind and there are what? Things, things to lose. lose. Maturity. Many of you now understand maturity now? Yes, sir. Let's see if we can put the peg on this side today and let's, let's see what's up. Maturity. 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 Matthew 18, verse 15. Let's start from there. Or let's start from verse 13. Or let's start from verse 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and fell in his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall not hear thee, thou hast what? Gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two or more in the mouth of three, two or more witnesses, every word may be what established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as an earthly man and a publican. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth, shall be what? Bound in heaven. Whatsoever ye shall lose on earth, shall be what? Lose in heaven. So, you know, we have been studying about binding and losing for a while. And I told you, you don't just forgive, you what? You reconcile. Say, I don't just forgive. I don't just forgive. I reconcile. I reconcile. So you don't just forgive, you reconcile. And I told you that there is no forgiveness without reconciliation. And I even said, forgiveness without reconciliation is not biblical forgiveness or it is hypocrisy. Forgiveness without reconciliation is hypocrisy and reconciliation is very important reconciliation is very important because the father teaches us by precepts and by example god is relationship conscious the father is a relationship god so we must be relationship conscious we must there's a teaching i did three years ago i be i, I thought of the father and the family i hope you remember that teacher it's street the father and the family the God is relationship conscious, very relationship conscious. And I told you that the love of God doesn't go to what? So divorce court. Uh, E.W. Cray said the love of God doesn't go to divorce court. So in Christian relationship, we must allow true culture, we must allow our true culture affect what we do. So our true culture is love. 
because love is our nature, love is our culture. We cannot learn from the world to forgive. We cannot learn from the world to reconcile because the world won't teach us that. So we will learn from our nature. Our culture is of the is 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 love. What we must act our true culture. And you know, someone said that the gospel must be preached with the culture in mind. So I don't preach what I think. I preach the culture of the gospel. The culture of the gospel is love. The culture of the gospel means you must act your nature. We must act our nature. So it has its own nature. It has its own culture. The gospel has its own culture. And we find that culture in Christ. Every one of us, the very day we got born again, the Bible says we are a new creature and all things have passed away and we are now in Christ. So that shows in Christ, our new culture is love. Our new culture is, is to reconcile, to forgive. And we find that in Christ. So reconciliation is very vital. Thomas, say your neighbor, say reconciliation. Reconciliation is very vital. So, we must learn to make up with others. Don't go with a sensual feeling, you know, with a sensual attitude of, I have forgiven the person, but we can never talk again. <laughs> I have forgiven the person, but stay your lane, I stay my lane. I have forgiven the person, but you know, it will be advisable that we don't talk. That's very sensual. That's philosophical. In our culture, in our nature, we forgive and we reconcile. See, I know how to forgive. I know how to forgive. No, you're not saying that like you mean. See, I know how to forgive. I know how to forgive. And I know how to reconcile. I know how to reconcile. You're not saying it. See, I know how to forgive. I know how to forgive. And I know how to reconcile. So, we bind and lose. So we bind our forgiveness and we lose what? We lose forgiveness. So we bind and lose, so we don't bind and lose the yes, <laughs> So we, we bind ourselves <laughs> and we lose others. So it's not as if we are binding and losing demons. Does that make sense? Yes. I bind and use you demons. No, you bind yourself first. <laughs> you demon, I bind you. No, you bind yourself first. I will say the word bind. It's from the Greek word deal. It means, I told you it has three usage of words. And it means, number one usage, it means two. Give me a second. Number one usage, it means two. Yes. It means to, number one, to declare something unlawful or not allowed. To declare something unlawful or not allowed. And I said, number two, to literally tie someone with a rope. And number three, to restrict or to compel. So to bind refers to an obligation. Something you have to do. So bind refers to an obligation. Something you put yourself and say, I bind myself to do this. So that is, we can safely bind ourselves to forgive. You and I can safely bind ourselves to forgive or to say, I don't want all forgiveness in my heart. I bind all forgiveness in my heart. So it has to do with an obligation. 
or being compelled to act in a particular way. So when you are bound, it describes what you have an obligation to us. So when you are bound, it refers to what you have an obligation to us. So that is, when you are bound, you can safely say, I don't want to permit all forgiveness in my heart. There will be no room for all forgiveness in my heart. Yes, I know offenses will come, but there will be no room for all forgiveness in my heart. So I bind that. I put myself in an obligation. And I am obligated to do whatsoever I have bounded myself to do. So you and I are obligated to do what we have bounded ourselves to do. So Jesus was referring to the activities that you either permit or do not permit. So when he says, whatsoever you bind on it shall be bound in heaven, he's referring to the activities you permit or do not permit. He's referring to the activities you permit or do not permit. So what do you permit? You permit forgiveness. What don't you permit? You won't permit all forgiveness. Does that make sense to every one of you? So you bind and you lose. So when you buy, there is an obligation. So if someone hurts you, rather than get offended, you bind yourself and what? You lose the person. So when somebody hurts you, rather than you getting offended, you rather bind yourself and lose the person. So when we, we explain lose, and we say lose is from the Greek word called Liu. And it, it means to annul, to release something or someone. To annul, to release something or someone. So when I say lose this thing, it means to release this person. It's just like in the scripture in John 11, it says lose him and let him go. So that is to release him, to lose him, to untie him. Do you get it? So that shows you are now put in a cage where we don't forgive. A cage in our heart. We are going to get there very soon. So, and, and we said, you was using Revelation 1 verse 5 as washed. So, in other words, a release from sin. So, what Jesus did upon salvation and upon what he did was that he loosed us from our sins. That is what we call the forgiveness of sins. I can't wait to teach you forgiveness of sins series 2. We're going to explore some critical concepts. Get ready for that very soon. So, the forgiveness of sins, and so it means the forgiveness of sins. So, what God did in Christ for the sinner is that he washed us from our sins. And so, he loosed us from our sins. That's the meaning. So, he loosed us from our sins. So, you don't, and you see here, you know, you don't take merit for doing the word. Don't think that when you, when you forgive someone now, you will now so one 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 um one special award is waiting for you somewhere. Don't, you don't take merit for doing the word. You simply act on the word because that's your nature. So when you are not acting on the word, you are simply acting contrary to your nature. You forgive because you are born of God. You forgive because you are born of God. Because the Bible says we love because 
we are born of God. We love because He first loved us. And you know, Jesus was very close to sinners. He was very close to sinners. He ate with sinners. He drank with sinners. He did all of those things with sinners. He wasn't judgmental. So you two, don't be judgmental. Don't be judgmental. The moment you don't forgive, it is now a sin against God. Why? We studied in Ephesians 4. We studied Ephesians 4. Let's go to Ephesians 4. We studied in Ephesians 4. We studied in Ephesians 4. Let's open our Bibles to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, verse 29. When it says, ah, to grieve the Holy Ghost. I want to re-explain that concept for you so you can get it. Ephesians 4. Verse 29, it says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good for the use of edifying, and what which will minister grace to the hearers. In verse 30, it says, And grieve not the Holy Ghost, whereby you were washed until the day of what? Until the day of what? Of redemption. So the, the word grieve there is the Greek word eupos. Or lupio, sorry, not eupos. Sorry. Eupos is something else. Lupio. L-U-P-E-O. It means... What does lupio mean? You can't remember what I explained yesterday or two days ago. Lupio. Okay, check in, John. To make it uncomfortable. To vex. To vex. To to be uncomfortable. To make someone uncomfortable. That's the literal meaning. To to be uncomfortable. That's the word lupio. To grieve. So when it says to grieve, not the Holy Ghost, is it saying to grieve? To make God uncomfortable, we get there. I want to explain that. Now, how does... Because a lot of people have said that word to grieve not the Holy Ghost simply means that ha, when you make just of tongue, you have grieved the Holy Ghost. I don't know if you have those, those fallacies before. When you... When you... When you interpret your tongue, say, you might even grieve the Holy Ghost. Which of that thing? Because people say again. When you go to the pulpit, you know, people used to say the pulpit was one holy place like that. And when you go to the pulpit, and you, or when you speak in tongues anyhow, or when you call, when you say Jesus, on sudden, you are calling the name of the Lord in vain, you are grieving the Holy Ghost. Uh, you those fallacy or you are blaspheming. I did a teaching some times ago called Blaspheming of the Holy Ghost. Is that, is that online? Is that message online? Is not online? Uh, I will teach that so that we can put that online. Alright, so... The, the word grieve is the word lupio. It means to vex, to make someone uncomfortable with something. So how does this grieving happen? How does this grieving happen? In Ephesians 4 verse 29, it says, Let no corrupt communication 
proceed out of your mouth, but that which is able to minister grace, and that which is able to, which is to minister grace to the air. So now, and that word corrupt, it simply means, the word corrupt there simply means that you should not use words that will not build up and minister grace to the air. Such like, you know, words like, you will see, I will show you. Especially when you say it in anger, that is a dangerous word. I will see where you will get to. You know, I've been with someone that said that statement to you before. I will see your head. No one will see. Anyone that is waiting to see your head will wait forever. <laughs> you know, that's why I say, watch what you say. I will, I will still recommend this message for you again. Why the anger? I'm sure you, you feast on that message. Why the anger? Now, so. It says, words that do not build up and minister grace to the earth. That's a corrupt word. So, grieving the Holy Ghost occurs when words are said to destroy rather than building up. So, grieving the Holy Ghost occurs when words said in anger or words said to destroy the other person instead of building up. So don't say things that don't edify. Don't, don't, don't say things that don't edify. That's why in the next verse, in, in verse 31, it says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from thee with all malice. In our sins, be kind to one another, tender at end, forgiving one another, even as God. For Christ's sake has forgiven you. So the spirit within the believer becomes grieved at the action of unforgiveness. That is, the believer, the spirit within the believer is not comfortable. It's as though you are caged. Remember that parable? He was put in prison. That was a parable. He was showing us that your heart will be caged. It's as though the spirit is uncomfortable. So the believer is to speak words that edify, words of kindness, words of edification, words that will bless, words that will minister grace to the hearer. Those are the words that is expected of a believer to speak. You see in 1 John 3.20, 1 John 3.20 1 John 3.20 says For if our hearts condemn us for, for, It says below Look at verse 1 John 3.20 It says for if our hearts condemn us God is greater than our hearts and knoweth all things Verse 21 Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not Then we have confidence towards God So when, you're, when you are in Unforgiveness. Your heart will condemn you. You are, you are put in cage. How, why did I get my cage from? Go back to Matthew 18. Go back to Matthew 18. Let's start from verse. Let's read the parable again. 
Let's read the Bible again. Matthew 18, let's start from verse 23. Matthew 18 from verse 23. Let's start from verse 23. Therefore, in the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a servant king, which will take account of his servants. And when he had begun to recall, one, and I've explained to you what parable means, is simply explaining something well. So the use of the word of parable is not as good, the story literally happens. But it's just bringing out an explanation for us to learn from. Do you get it? Now, it says, For as much as you have paid, the Lord commanded him to be sold at his wife and the children, all that he had, and payment to be made. Look at verse 26. The servant therefore fed and worshipped and said, Lord, have patience with me. I will pay thee all. And the Lord of the servants moved them with compassion and lose them. Do you see that? If lose them, there means what? Forgive them. Does it make sense to you now? Lose them there means what? Forgive him. Because it has to lose them and that is forgiving the debt. And the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him. And you know that's how we are. That's showing us that God has forgiven us. Do you see the essence of the parable? God forgave us, but we don't want to forgive others. You know, we have received forgiveness of sins because we are born again. But look at the parable of that someone. Somebody has forgiven the she someone forgiving. The same way God forgave us in Christ. But we go about not wanting to forgive others. Do you see? Are you seeing the essence of the parable? He was still talking about forgiveness and reconciliation. Look at it. Let's read on. It now says the same servant says the same servant went out and found one of his which owed him an order pence, and he laid on his hands. And he took it. I'm reading Matthew 18 from verse 23 to, 20, to 31. And then says, And the same servant followed him and took him by the children and said, Pay me which that owes. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me the same way. So you know, somebody will even say sorry. But you say, It's fine. Somebody will shout, It's fine. It's not really fine. And your heart is not fine. Do you have to shout, It's fine. It's not fine. Let's talk about it. Ungar uses fire to cover up what is not true. It's just fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's okay, it's okay. You are right, you good. Oh. <laughs> and you're not really good. <laughs> forgive. Say your neighbor, say forgive. Say forgive. Forgive. Lose the person and let the person go. <laughs> so. And look at it. And the fellow servant says, and the have patience in me, I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went into, uh, but it says, and he would not, but went and cast him into prison, that he should pay the debt. He went to cast him into prison, that he should pay the debt. Now, what's the literal meaning of that? He put him inside prison, that he should pay the debt. That's all forgiveness. The same way our hearts, We'll be in prison, we'll be caged when we are not forgiving the person. Except you are not born again. You can't have a sleep, you can't have a sound sleep if you have not forgiven somebody. I say it, I say that to you to, by the truth. So that's why husbands and wives should learn to forgive themselves before they go to bed. <laughs> why am I talking about people that are married here? <laughs> What's the essence of marriage? Well, probably. <laughs> Probably you need this in the future. 
<laughs> so be that I don't marry. <laughs> Husbands and wives should learn to I'm still saying all, should learn to forgive one another. You know, you know old grudges. So you know some people some people are very they they, they have a special type. So who is I met somebody one time and the person said I know how to keep malice. Yeah. <laughs> I said, "Wow!" <laughs> I, I, I think I think I did like this. Ah ah, ubulubu. Ah ah. The I know how to keep malice. It be my body. Ah ah. Wow. How do you how do you do it that you don't talk to people? How? I don't know how to. Even if we are fought. Hmm? Ah. <laughs> I will still talk to you. <laughs> I don't, even if I'm not angry with you, that you are the one that is angry with me, me, I can't even have peace. <laughs> ah, I can't. If I just sense that you are not happy with me, me, I don't have a problem. Maybe, maybe you are just sitting on your own and you are just, you are just feeling like this guy. Go punish himself. This, this is how you're going to go, go punish your rubbish. He's telling me to come and pray one hour because I owe. <laughs> 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 you, I will still come and meet you. I will still test you. How many of you have done it for you? Is it just supposed to pray one hour? No, that was, that was, that was normal. But I will still text you and say, ah, <laughs> are you sure we don't have any, <laughs> any issue? I can't sleep. If I sense it by mistake that we are not on good terms, maybe I'm on good terms with you, but you are not on good terms with me. And I say, ah, you know, I've heard some preachers say, if I sense that you are not on good terms with me, that will me I will come and do you. I'll make sure that you're even more angry. Uh-uh. <laughs> I have to ditch all my father. <laughs> I have to ditch all my father. That is why this gospel of Kill your enemies. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. The Bible says, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. The Bible says, <laughs> pray for you your enemies. One mischievous fellow or preacher now said, the Bible says, pray for your enemies, but you not give us prayer point. Uh-uh. <laughs> I have the nature of my father. I have the nature of my father. So if somebody does something wrong to you, what's your response? You lose the person. You forgive the person. You reconcile with the person. Don't have broken relationships that you can't mend. Don't have relationships that are so scattered that you can't mend. You should be able to talk to the person. You should be able to greet the person. You should be able to talk with the person. Does that make sense to you? You reconcile. That's the nature of our father. Don't have people, you block their contact that you can't talk to. If you will block anybody contact for some reason, it should be on your doctrinal persuasion. It should be because we don't believe the same thing. And it's not as though you're angry. You just go your own way, I go my own way. Do you get that? It's not anger. You're not angry, you're not fighting. You're not, in, you're not on edge with one another. It should be because the person is trying to trample on your doctrinal persuasion. Person is trying to say no, this and that. Because, well, you can go your own way, I go my own way. I don't want to affect my mind. It's just like I block some people on my Facebook. I don't want to affect my mind with contrary things they are putting. I don't believe in what they are saying. They are speaking that against the man I believe in. 
or the, the men of God are all not communicating with. It's, I'm not fighting with you. You just go your own way. Everybody has their own space on Facebook. So you can put, put whatever you want to put on Facebook. I put whatever I want to put. In fact, the preacher removed me from his, from his friend list because I used to post a preacher too much. Because I repost re somebody, the person removed me. It was my friend that discovered that and told me, hey, would you check your Facebook? Is that picture your friend? I said, no, he removed me. But he used to be friends with me. He said, he removed me too. He said, why? I said, he explained. He said, I said, why? He said, because I discovered, he said, because I, I re repost this person's, uh, this preacher's uh, post too much. So the person, he now became an attack on his ministry. Ah, I said, hey, would you really? He said, yes. We stay our separate ways. Do you get it? That should be the basis. See, you are tall. You are, but you should not block someone because you are angry. Do you get what I mean? Don't block somebody because you should not have to, you know, so I, you know, I was telling everyone on Tuesday, I said, so who will say, I don't, I'm not talking with this person again. And instead for them to seek reconciliation, they are after the fact that they said that word and they want to stand by their word. Don't be, don't be egoistic. Don't be too prideful. Do you get it? So he put the person in prison. So, and you know, one thing Jesus was so strong against, he was so strong against the hypocrites. Don't be an hypocrite. You are being forgiven. Learn to forgive others. Do you get it? Don't be an hypocrite. See, one reason we have all forgiveness is hypocrisy. Don't be an hypocrite. Learn to forgive others. Bind and lose. See, remember I always tell you, offenses will always come. Even in this service, the reason why your offense has not come is because you are listening to this message. As I finish and see, in Jesus' name we pray, you can go. <laughs> Inside the car, offense can come. Even in this same building, it can happen. Why did you talk right Why not? Because... <laughs> You have to watch it, like I told you. Some of us that grew up in, you have, listen, some things are genetic. Some of you that you saw that your parents are always have temper issues, anger issues. They were always quick to reaction, to anger. You will have to renew your mind because they are genetics. You will pick it from somewhere. You easily get too irritated. Somebody is touching you. Somebody is. Somebody touched you. Somebody is in your space. You are just irritated. You are not happy. You got it from somewhere. Work on you. Renew your mind. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are, are you getting it? You, you see that you, you watched your parents. They are just... It's as though every day was cat and rat. Every day was... Was a... Uh, Jackie Shah and... Bruce Lee. <laughs> it was like World War II. Kung Fu. <laughs> You don't think that you, you did not pick something. You picked something indirectly. Quickly watch it. Deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with it. Feed on the word. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you wait? Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? You are not responding. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Feed on the word. Feed on the word. That's easily grumpiness. Oh, oh. Calm down. You picked it from somewhere. It's not your fault. So quickly change it so you don't reproduce it. Do you get it? Change it so you don't reproduce it. Say, I have the nature of my father. Say, I have the nature of my father. I have the nature of my father. 
Love is my culture. Forgiveness is my culture. So, you see yourself, you can keep malice. Watch your parents. Watch you. Where did you pick it from? You see yourself, you just don't want to talk to that brother. You don't want to talk to that sister. Why? Unforgiveness. Buy and lose it. Do you get it? Buy and So you can actually pray for the person. Bible says pray for your enemies. <laughs> you know, Bible says in James 5, verse 17, it says, The effectual father prayer of the righteous are really for this five verse 16, I mean. And it says, confessing your fault one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. You know, if you have somebody you love with you, you can pray for the person. You can. You just spend time praying for the person. You can't pray for the person and still, and still feel that kind of temper, and still feel that hurt. When you pray for the person, the nature of the Father will encapsulate your soul. I don't know if that thing has happened to you before. You just want to talk to the person or see, or you have a wisdom for reconciliation for the person on how to undo the issue. I don't know if that has happened to you before. You just, you pray for the person. So, the scripture teaches that we can have personal conflicts. You, you can have personal conflicts with somebody. You and this brother can have an issue. Probably they are having an issue because we are laughing. <laughs> you can have an issue, but you can settle it. There are personal conflicts. There's something I will teach us probably later. How did Jesus handle offenses? Not in this. I said one of, well, let's see how we go. So, you know, watch what you say to. Your words can destroy your life. Watch what you say. Your words can make you or break you. Watch what you say. You know, people will do what you don't like. People will insult you. People will step on your toes. People will do what you don't like. But how would you respond? Even in this place, I can be the one to do what you don't like. You don't, you know, you don't get angry with your pastor. You know, <laughs> you don't get angry with your pastor. So I say, ah, cover, 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 because you are still gonna do weekend. I will do weekend to you. I'm just joking. <laughs> You can do what you don't like. You know, people can do what you don't like. There will be conflict in the local church, and that's normal. There will always be conflict in the local church, because that's why it's a local church. It involves people. A local church simply means a, a church that is local, where everybody is. <laughs> where everybody is. Where you and I is. We will step on each other's toes. We will offend one another, but we will forgive. You get it? We will forgive. We will step on each other's toes. We will forgive. We will not allow strife in our midst. So we are bound to step on each other's toes. But we must wear a law of advanced forgiveness. Where you are prepared to forgive. Do you get it? Always wake up with the mindset, yeah, I'm ready to forgive today. Advanced forgiveness. Do you get it? So always have tolerance for people. Have tolerance for people to be at fault. Have tolerance for people to be at fault. Don't allow a hurt last a day. Don't. Don't allow a hurt last a day. Ensure you deal with it. Don't pile it up. 
when you get married married couples too, tell your wife, tell your man, tell me what I did today. Don't pile it up and say your your sins day. So you now have one month. Where is this? Confessing your sins day. These are the sins you have done all through the month. You know some people some people, some, some people have diary of wicked things. Where they say today, February 14. He did not buy me Valentine's gift. Marked. I I I bind you on that, and I will lose you in future. <laughs> you know some people have it. Some people have it. Some people have diary, wicked diary, evil journals. I don't know if you kept that evil journals when you were in secondary school or when you were in high school. Evil journals like that. She took my chingong and did not return it back. He told me to bring the pill, but the pill broke by the time it came. And as the pill broke, he now dropped it on my leg. Imagine. You now put inside the diary. Imagine. <laughs> you know, was, let me tell you when I was in secondary school. <laughs> or high school, as we say. I read one case, Evil Jonah. Hey, Jesus. You know those guys, they used to write one thing like they'll be keeping it, they were keeping it as though uh, it's their baby or it's like it's their possession. So and you know we boys that we are stubborn like that time, we now let's say you are holding like we just drag it on your head. We now keep you not keep, we not be running, we'll be running, we'll be running. we will be we treat to the next person, we'll not treat to the next person, then we catch it and say, eh? Wow! February five. Ah ah, we now read it. This girl was so embarrassed. Almost the name of all our friends that are girls. Their name will that I <laughs> And she will be playing with them. Ah! <laughs> There's even somebody in our midst that I caught their at their evil diary. The person is here. I will just not mention the person's name. I read the person's evil diary. Ah! Human beings are wicked. But thank God, the, the love of God has shed abroad the person. Say glory to the person. Glory. <laughs> glory. You, can't even, you don't even know the person. <laughs> I, when I read the person's evil journal, I was shocked. <laughs> so who pile, why do you pile up those evil things? I'd rather keep a record of good <laughs> than a record of evil. Do you get it? So, don't allow hearts last a day. Don't raise your expectation too high. Don't think, don't say, ah, ah, boy, you try your best now. You cannot do it. Ah, don't raise your expectation too high. I'm still human being. I can step on your toe. Look at that. Ah, he's pastor now. He's, ah, he's pastor. He can't. Oh. You know, that's the expectation some people get into a relationship with. They say, that brother, very holy. <laughs> The way the, the, the brother can pray in tongues. Listen, like brother Collins now. Ah, ah. They just expect that. That is. And the way we grab your hand and you will not be walking. Shout out the And they don't expect that. Unless he's brought up, for example. He brought up, you know, he brought up his prayer. I know he's listening to us now. He brought up his prayer. You know, that energy. You know, you know, imagine you are not in a marriage with that type of brother. I swear that you only be seeing Shalabalabala every time. Oh. Have, let me say, you have entered one chance. 
Or you got be in a marriage with me, or you got say, you know, it's better. It's every day we will pray the tongue. Brother. Don't raise your expectations too high. Have a tolerance. Do you get it? Have tolerance. Have tolerance. Have tolerance. Have tolerance. Don't raise your expectations too high. You know, some of you that you are evil friends, don't say you are friends, yeah, you have seen the sister, you are like, ah, I admire this, I want to get close to this sister. Supernatural, <laughs> supernatural relationship now started. <laughs> see, finish now happen. <laughs> you now see how the sister pick a call and say, Are you mama? <laughs> you know, I, 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 there's one teaching I'm going to teach you, it's right and sound. Supernatural relationship. I need to teach you how you want to do one another. <laughs> See, you see, finish now. You see how the person pick one and say, ah, you know what? Ah, ah, you look at the person, you look at the person again. Ah. You, you saw how the person gave all trans, very accurate. You see, you see the person's tongue, scalp, ah, ah, you know, is this the sister? Don't raise your expectations too high. I remember. People, Listen, I remember people had told you had one issue one time. Chiamaka was at home. Was at home. <laughs> but this is with no shout shallow. Chiamaka was shook. And don't raise your expectations too high. <laughs> Do you get it? Don't raise your expectations too high. They are still human beings. Are you getting me? Have tolerance for one another. Do you get me? If the person is a man of God, but he's still a human being. Do you get it? Someone say thank you, Pastor. Your opportunity to go and deal with the person. No! <laughs> you will forgive. You will buy and lose. Do you get that? Praise God. Hallelujah. So don't raise your expectation. Every day of your life, you are bound to forgive. Say every day of my life. Every day. Say every day of my life. Day. I am bound to forgive. I am bound to forgive. I am bound to forgive. Go with the God. Look at Matthew 5, verse 45. I'm rounding up now. Matthew 5, verse 45. Have you been blessed so far? Matthew 5, verse 45. You know how to bound? You know how to lose. Matthew 5, verse 45. 44. Matthew 5, verse 44. Let's start from verse 40. Let's start from verse 43. It says, And you have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor, and thou shalt hate thy enemy. But Jesus said, but I say unto you, love your enemies and bless those that curse you. So, you, no one, bless is, called, is from the Greek word eulogio. It means speak highly, praise. That's the word bless. Ah. Ah. It means praise. It means speak well. That's the word bless. So, that shows even if they curse you, you still don't have the right to keep hatred in your mind. You still don't have the right. To hate them. He says, do good to them that hate you. So if they hate you, remember I told you one of the greatest assets, Reverend, like I said, one of the greatest assets of the believer is to learn how to keep what? Keep quiet. Keep quiet. Don't, don't respond to everything. Do good to those that hate you. Pray for them that what? Despisefully use you and persecute you. Pray for them. He said, look at it. He says that you may be the children of what? Your father. That's your nature. Which is in heaven. That's your nature. Say, I can't curse. I can't curse. I can't do evil. 
I can't do evil. You, you should not know how to do it. Don't even know how to do evil. Don't know how to do evil. Look at Romans 12 verse 14. 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 It says, It says, Bless them which persecute you. Bless and what? Curse not. So don't curse. Don't curse. Bless people. You get it? So walking in love, is a spiritual initiative that on the faith that you undertake. So when you walk in love towards people, it's a spiritual initiative that you undertake. You are the one that will do it. Nobody will forgive for you. <laughs> it's not God that is going to forgive for you. You are the one that will forgive. You are the one that will tolerate. You are the one that will forgive others. Are you getting it? You are the one. It's a spiritual initiative that you will undertake. So, if someone needs to tell you, to do it, then, I don't believe you are mature. If someone needs to tell you to forgive somebody, I don't believe you are mature. Do you get it? I don't believe you are mature. You should know how to forgive. You should learn to respond and forgive. You should. You should. You should. Ephesians 5 verse 1 says, Be not, be ye therefore imitators of God. And the love of God is not partial in any way. We are not partial Christians. We don't say, oh, I will forgive this person, I will not forgive this person. We forgive others. We learn to bind and we learn to lose. We forgive others. We are not hypocritical. We forgive because that's our nature. We forgive because the Father is in us. We forgive because the Father works through us. We forgive because love is our culture. We bind on forgiveness and we lose forgiveness. We bind hatred and we lose love. We bind uh, evil, evil speaking and we lose and we lose kind of actedness. We bind gossip and we lose good speaking. We don't have slanderous words over people. You know, we don't take sides. We don't know how to take sides. When somebody comes to tell us something, the, our first response is reconciliation. It's not eh eh. Now, so this person weak as so. <laughs> no. Do you get it? No. You don't take sides. Say, I don't take sides. Your, your, your first aim is reconciliation. So, we'll, we, this teaching, that, this teaching of binding and is a form for us to repent and to, to brazen ourselves up that we should do better in forgiving people. Do better in not taking sides. Do better in walking in love. That we are bound to forgive. So from today, I don't want us to have hatred in our midst. I don't, I don't want us to have unforgiveness in our midst. I don't want us to have strife. Because the Bible says, where there is strife, there is no evil, there is no good work. 
we, we can't have we can't have the move of God as we want to have it if there is trying. We can't we can't we can't be in prison and cage ourselves in unforgiveness. We are better than that. We are Christians. We are born again. We have the nature and the love of God in our hearts that is shed abroad in our hearts, and we know the right thing to do. You know, we can pray for people who who is as though they've offended us. Who is as though they are angry with us, and it's as though we we. It's as though they, they don't want to lose us too. You know, you could have lost somebody, somebody else too could not have lost you. You know, you can pray for that person that does, it comes to the reality of who he is in Christ, especially if the person is a Christian. That who he is in Christ, it comes to much of his understanding, that he acknowledge and appreciate his love work. You, you, we'll pray about that. Huh? We'll see that the love culture is good. You know, I told you, I told you this couple of times ago in previous sessions, I said, Reverend Oika's dream, and I believe that's my dream too, and, and I've adopted that as my dream for the local church, is where the word of God is taught. The spirit of God is giving free cups, and love is the culture. Where it's as though every believer knows and understands love. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Let's pray. If there's people you have to lose, if there's people you have to forgive, let's commit them in prayers. Let's just pray. That we walk in love, we act our nature, we, 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 we are not men who, who don't know how to forgive. We, we act our nature. Let's pray. Pray for yourself and, and uh, commit your heart to the Lord. You, you lose. You, you know how to lose. You know how exactly to lose. You. You forgive. You don't struggle to reconcile with anybody. You don't adopt a sensual reconciliation mood. Pray for yourself. Ah, pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray, pray, pray. You, we forgive. We bind and we lose. Pray for yourself. Pray.